internet marketing for smart people. Radio, weekly tips for building and marketing your profitable business online. From copyblogger.com. All right, so let's talk email marketing. To help me do that, I've got accomplished copywriter, marketer, and email specialist Ben Settle on the horn. Ben is a guy grounded in the classic principles of direct response marketing. And though you may not have heard of him, he's built a very healthy copywriting business from the remote reaches of the Oregon coast. How's my uh, fellow Oregonian doing out there today? Uh, You've got a little rain, right? Got a little bit of rain, got a little bit of uh, drizzle, and I wish it would uh, stop doing that. Yeah, (laughs) me too. We're almost there, right? I mean, another three months and we'll get some sun. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have it, and then for then for about a week, and then it'll go back to raining. Let's just keep to that story to keep everybody, you know, out of uh, out of Oregon. Why email? You know, in this era of Twitter, Facebook, blogs, and you know, you name the latest, hottest social media service. Why do you market your business and suggest others do the same with theirs with what's essentially the oldest internet technology around? Email. You know, it's it's very ironic that you asked this because it was about a week ago uh, somebody else had asked me this, and so I decided to write to my list about that very question because people w- always are asking, Ben, you're not very active on Twitter and Facebook, and all you do is send me these emails every day. I am somewhat active on those things, but I, I don't use them very much. But the reason is because the old school stuff still works. And, and in fact, I wrote... When that person asked me that, I wrote an email about it, and I, I titled it Market Like It's 1999, because essentially nothing has really changed as far as people who are really doing big numbers, at least the people I know. I'm not saying they don't use social media. I'm not saying they don't use video and audio and everything, but when it comes down to it, it's really just capture page, sales letter, and then relentless follow-up, and that's where the email comes in. Yeah, and you're not actively, uh, obviously, against you know Twitter and Facebook, social media, and all this stuff. But you you've definitely put kind of a primacy on email specifically, both you know for yourself and your advice to others. Oh, a- absolutely, and, and that's true. And again, I still use those things. I don't really have a reason to use Facebook. I mean, I I think it's good for forming joint ventures, actually, for meeting hmm. people you normally would not meet. Uh, I think it's great for that. Same with Twitter. I mean, I I, I just have fun on there and I sometimes I post my emails daily a link to them on Twitter but when it comes down to it those really aren't very good conversion vehicles I mean I'm sure some people have figured that out and I'm not saying never to do it they're mostly good for I think for building a list and you know building a name maybe just becoming known in that world and I think that's great but, you know, it's kind of like the salesman. He goes to the parties and gets to meet everybody, but he does the selling over the phone and in the office. And a lot of folks might be surprised or uh, maybe even uh, scandalized just a little bit by the fact that you are emailing your list almost every single weekday. And I, I wanted to know, how'd you come to the decision to, to do that, to email almost every day? And why do you think that works? Because it goes against a lot of uh, conventional wisdom. Well, I, I find that, most of the stuff that works does <laughs> go against conventionalism, <laughs> but it's almost like just what, what that Earl Nightingale quote, he's like, if you really ne- want to never make another mistake, just look around what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. For many years, uh, I had started my online business around 2002, and for the first six years of that, almost seven years of that, 
I did the conventional thing. I only emailed when I had something I thought worth saying. I just, you know, I, I did what everybody says. Don't overdo it. You'll get spam complaints on us. But over the, those, a few of those years, I started following this guy who people hearing this probably have heard of named Matt Fury. And you know, I just was on his list, and he was always mailing daily, and he just had a very unique style. Eventually, I bought a course that he did that for, apparently you can't get anymore. And that kind of got me on this path. And the thing he was big on was doing it daily. And, you know, I mean, you have to test these things to see if they work. So I did. And lo and behold, as soon as I started doing them daily and in the right way and not just, you know, not just doing teaching, not just doing selling, I was, my sales just exploded. And I mean, they've only gone up since. I mean, that was, that was late 2008. I mean, it just gets better and better and better. And, and in terms of, you you mentioned the responsiveness of your list, but I'm sure doing that also, it's more dramatic in terms of unsubscribes and subscribes um, coming back and forth, or is it? It, no, it is. And I mean, anyone who thinks they're going to get less unsubscribes is fooling themselves. But that's what you want. I mean, we're, I'm not out there to talk to people who aren't really that interested. I want the uh, people who are just intensely interested in the thing I'm writing about. It, it Really, the best, best analogy that I've ever, you know, that I can think of for this would be talk radio on glass. That, that's really what email is. You're talking to your own audience. They're tuning in because they want to hear what you have to say because they have a problem or they have a desire for something that you can help them with. And you just talk to them about it every day. And this is kind of where the daily thing comes in. Uh, People will tune in every day to hear their favorite personality. And another thing that a lot of people don't realize, everybody's trying to position themselves as an expert or a leader. I mean, it's better to position yourself as a leader because people follow leaders. They listen to experts, but you know they follow leaders. If you're really a leader in your market and you don't have something, even something small to say every day, then I have to question if they're mm. really that smart. I mean, you know, it's not like they have to write a thousand page email. I mean, sure. it could be one paragraph, but if you just have something to say and you're in you're in their inbox every day with something useful and interesting, you know, you're just building that value. I mean, you're just there's no other choice but you. You're the only one who's really that serious about it that they're going to listen to. I got to say, um, I'm on your list and it is a really interesting thing. I mean, it's unique. You've stated pretty clearly though that you're not into giving away too much in terms of content. Yet, you know, I've noticed that you don't back down from direct selling in your emails and you've done it. So tell us how you think a business can keep from becoming, as Brian Clark says, a soulless self-promoting spam bot <laughs> and yet still keep people interested without giving away the farm. You know, that, that's really where it all, that's where the trick is probably. <laughs> but well, first of all, let me say this. And, and I'm, what I'm going to say is probably going to sound a little bit strange to a lot of people, especially people Excellent. online yeah. and especially people who are, really into social media and they, they think everything, you know, they, they, they're kind of hearing that side of the story. It's my opinion that if you have a product or a service or something that you're selling and it really does help people and it really benefits the world in some way, you actually have a moral obligation to sell it. Hmm. You know, and either give it away or sell it some, but you have a, an obligation. Now, obviously, if you gave it away, you wouldn't be able to live. <laughs> so you have to, yep. you know, a person's worth whatever you know worth it. If you, for example, if somebody has, if somebody sells something on how to get rid of a urinary tract infection, which is very, when I hear a very painful thing, I hope I never have to endure. You know, 
and, and you have something like that, are you really going to screw around? I mean, why not just show them what you got? You know mm-hmm. I mean? You're probably going to really help somebody. So I'm just going to preface it with that. But the, the way to do it is just there's this old adage where they, they say, don't tell me about your weed killer. You know, tell me about my crabgrass. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that basically means if somebody has crabgrass and anyone who's, who's really concerned about their yard knows what crabgrass is, you cannot talk to that person enough about their crabgrass. I mean, they will listen to you 12 hours straight. They will read a you know 200-page book about crabgrass and all the ways to get rid of it. You just you cannot talk to them enough about their problem. And that's usually what I'm doing in email. I'm just talking to people about a shared problem or a shared interest or a shared desire. You know, some people want to make more money. Some people want more time. You know, if you have a, a health list, maybe someone just wants to be healthy in some way. I mean, whatever it is that you're selling, you're just talking to them about their problem, telling stories about it, talking about your experiences. You know, there's just a million different ways to approach this. And then when you've talked to someone about their problem, you're bonding with them. If you, has there ever been, for example, I'm sure that you've met people and like right off the bat, you're like, man, this person, we just have, we clicked. You know, we're just like best friends right off the bat. And it's probably because you share a, a common interest or a common something and you're bonded together and you build that trust. And then when you do want to present your weed killer, you're the only person they're going to want to buy from. In terms of the actual content, you're, you're literally just having a casual conversation that is, you know, hyper-focused around what, what it is your uh, expertise is. Um, in your case, email marketing, in, in another person's case, whatever their business is, of course, but just a, a really kind of short daily conversation. That's how you look at it. Absolutely. It's just, it's just, a sh- and it could be 200 words. It could be, you know, 800 words. Usually I try to keep mine as short as possible for attention span reasons, but sure. yeah, it's, it's really just a conversation and you don't even have to even mention your product. Sometimes you just put a link in there. If you've done everything right and you've built up you know, somebody, you know, you just talk to them a lot about something and you're just in sync with that reader and their problems because they have this problem they need to get rid of. They're searching for a solution after you've talked to someone about their problem. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not on, they're not in defense mode and all that because a lot of people just go really hyper about this and they just try to pitch, 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 and everything's a mm. pitch. Mm. I say, you know, get to know them, bond with them. Definitely in every email, sell something or just put a link in there. You don't have to hard sell. You vary it up. Sometimes you may want to push for it a little harder, sometimes not. You just it, Every email is different. Every situation is different. Every product is different. But if you go in there with just respect for your the reader, and again, if you're in a market that where you specifically share the same problem they have, it's very easy to do that. It'll just work itself out. You'll just see that people just like you. They'll trust you. When it comes time to buy, you're the only one who's in their inbox every day. Everybody else is holding back and you know, kind of putting their toe in the water and deathly afraid someone might unsubscribe from their list or whatever. Yeah, and I love, man, I love the uh, the talk radio analogy. I mean, that's, that's nearly perfect because it is also talk radio is one of the most uh, loyal – listenerships around, right? Some of these, some of these big names, it's like people are uh, almost in pain if they have to miss the daily broadcast for some of these guys, right? Yeah. yeah, And and not only that, but what a lot of people don't realize is, well, two things. One is it's very, a very direct response ad friendly medium. I mean, that's all that you really hear on the radio. And two, uh, you will have 
a lot of people who just will stay listening to you because they disagree with you so much. Oh, man. And, yep, I mean, that's, that's a great just point. fun. And, oh, I love when that, I love it when somebody challenges me or something because that gives me another email to write the next day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, know? that's great. Okay, so let's get into uh, – I want to talk about some of the important elements, just the basic elements of email marketing. Um, and let's make it your choice, your your own – uh, personal favorites based on experience and results that you've seen. Can you give us three indispensable things we need to keep in mind when we're putting an email campaign together? Yeah, I, I think this is a great question because hopefully what I'm about to say will really simplify this for, for people. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of, first of all, there's a lot of money to be made in confusing something and then setting yourself up as like the solution. And I, I'm kind of against that whole mindset. Hmm. So I think a lot of email training and a lot of marketing training in general is just purposely confusing and muddied. So I'm going to try to really simplify this down to like where anybody listening to this can start writing emails tomorrow Great. or at least I'm, have a, a good idea. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. First and foremost, and I don't care you know what anybody says about this, I'm right. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Have fun with it. If you're not having fun writing your emails, you're mm. never going to keep doing it. I mean, you're on my list. I'm, I, I hope it's obvious that I'm having a good time when I do. I, I am. I, I really enjoy it. If if I the only times I struggle is when I can't when I don't let myself have fun. Mm. So, one have fun. And by the way, if you're having fun, chances are your readers having fun reading it too. And that's really what makes content stick out these days. In this day and age, it's not about content. It's about you know, having fun at the same time. You know, somebody once, uh, the, the founder of 60 Minutes, he died a couple years ago or a year ago, and he used to, he used to, one of his friends, Alan Alda, the guy who played Hawkeye and MASH, he put it brilliantly. He would take content and it would be like feeding someone broccoli that looks and tastes like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's you know it's broccoli. It's good for you, but you put it in a way where you think it's something that's not necessarily known for being good for you, and you know, just fun to eat. So yeah, that's good. That's kind of that's the way to look at. It. And two, and we talked about this a little bit. You just you're bonding with people. Talk about the crabgrass. You know, some mm-hmm. people like to use the drill bit analogy. You know, talk about holes, not drills. I don't like that analogy as much as the crabgrass one because I think more people can relate to the crabgrass. And uh, the third. Never forget to uh, sell. I mean, you got to just plug something and work it in. Just naturally work. Just like if you were – imagine you are sitting down talking to your subscriber, having a conversation, and just wherever it naturally would fit in where it's relevant. Hey, if you want more information about this or, you know, I have something for that. Here's where to get it. Here's what you get if you, you know, do it today if it's a limited offer or something. You know, it just – there's a million and one ways to do it, but – Never forget to actually sell because that's what pays the bills. Can you, are you willing to uh, give us an example of one of your more successful email campaigns? You know, what was the product and how did you approach it in terms of selling? I would say one of the best examples of this, which was more of a sales pitch, but at the same time, it did really well. And I doubt anybody like unsubscribed, you know, shaking in anger because I had sold something. This is the way it was told. But it was every few times a year, uh, my friend Michael Senoff, he, he, has, he sells this um, recording of the late, great copywriter Eugene Schwartz. And it's, a, it's kind of a, it's like a read, a re, like some actor read the. Like yeah, yeah. A dramatization. Drama, yes, yeah, dramatization. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it was like the first real 
training I got in copywriting, and I had a very personal story to tell about how it, you know, at the time I was just so broke I couldn't really afford anything but like a fourteen dollar book or something. And that, at the time, you know, I had access to that recording, and I mean, I attribute that recording to a lot of success because at the time I was writing ads for Michael on pure commission. I mean, I was. You know, if we made oh, money, yeah. I get paid, and you know that's the to me that was like a like that's like getting thrown in the water and having to swim. You know, mm. you know, and I remember listening to that thing over and over and over on the way to work and on my lunch breaks and you know just whenever I could do it, I I read the transcripts, I took notes, and I just just studied and poured over it, and I told that story in the email, and the subject line was the twenty dollars seminar that saved my business, because he was giving that away for twenty dollars, you know, for like a limited time. And so I was selling it as an affiliate. And that thing, I mean, I've used it. It's a great headline. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I've used that thing at least three, I think I've done it at least three, four times. And every single time, it just, I mean, the offer is probably like, I mean, it's just a no-brainer for anybody. But what made it work was the personal story, just telling the story. Again, sitting down with the prospect in my mind, here's what happened when I was just starting out. And, you know, maybe you're struggling with copywriting and, you know, that's who I'm pretty much writing to. And. You know, here's here's this thing, and here's here was the experience I had. It helped me pay off my car at the time, which was like a huge deal. You know, mm, it's like mm. you know, it's like a huge deal. And you know, here's how you can get it for only twenty dollars. I mean, it's just it was such a no brainer offer for anybody. I mean, I would buy it in a second if I you know if I didn't already have it. And so that's the that's one of the better examples I can think of. Well, and it makes me think. I want to. I don't want to brush over this. The importance of what you just said, and that is. If you are not working with a great offer, I mean, the greatest copywriter in the world is not going to make much of a difference on a, on a horrible offer. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I'll put it this way. You know, I, this might be a little crude for some people, but uh, as my, my friend Doberman Dan said, you, you know, brilliant copy will not sell a turd. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> oh. How do we uh, convert and earn more email subscribers? How do we, how do we get more people on our list? Well, you know, there's a lot of ways that, you know, list building is a whole other animal in and of itself. And I'm always, you know, learning it myself and, you know, that sort of thing. But there's two things that I think if you do these two things, you at least be on the right path. Mm. And the, the first thing is just be someone that people want to hear from. I mean, it sounds simple, but if you're the mm. person, think about it this way. As long as you're never boring people uh, and you're saying something every day that's just, it's interesting, it's worth their time you know, to hear you out, the chances of them opening the email tomorrow go dramatically up. But if you bore someone one day or palm them with some dorky offer that, you know, they really don't want just because you want to make a quick buck and, oh, your buddy's selling something you can sell as an affiliate, maybe you'll get lucky and get a few sales. You've just turned that notch down. One of the people that I learned a lot from is named Ken McCarthy. And he put it like this, and I interviewed him for a book I, I wrote a while back. And he's he's like it's like a it's like a dial. I mean, it's like a switch, like a light switch. You you have that light switch on as long as they like you and they're sticking around. But as soon as you say something stupid or you know, insulting or or you know, boring, that switch is gonna go off and nothing else is gonna turn it back on. Even if they don't unsubscribe, chances mm. are they're ignoring you. So it pays to be a little bit paranoid when it comes to that. Yeah, you hammer this this uh, boring, uh, it's not only boredom, but you hammer this pretty hard. I mean, I've, I think I've heard you describe it as um, infotainment. Yes. Uh, really uh, reaching out with stuff that, like you said before, if I'm interested in it, 
they're going to be interested. Or, or uh, I think famous uh, Bukowski quote, if I'm entertained by it, I figure they will be too. But you really, this is a kind of a, a pillar of your business, right? It, it is. And, and really, I, I mean, it, it goes back to that thing I was telling you with the uh, hot dog and the broccoli. I mean, you can make content fun. I mean, most content is very boring. I mean, people, there's so much content out there that's free. It's very hard to stick out. I mean, you could have the best stuff in the world, and it's just going to go off people like water off a duck's back or whatever the saying goes. Yeah. Just so they, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, funny or anything. They just you're just telling a story or just having fun where it's told in an interesting way, and you're you're just that unique bright spot in their day. You're going to go a lot farther than the person who's just pounding people with content, 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 and they're mm. wondering why nobody's buying from them. And the the second thing. It's just having something people want because in the end, all selling comes down to just, you know, I think it was a guy named Bernard, Bernard Baruch, and he was like the most, they called him the most persuasive man of the 20th century. I guess he advised some presidents and Wall Street power brokers, and somehow he'd get people in all these big egos in one room to agree with each on something, and people asked him, someone asked him toward the end of his life, he said, what is the secret? How are you so persuasive? He's like, well, I just find out what people want. I show them how to get it. You know, it's really simple. <laughs> but that's really, you know, if you have knowledge or a bribe or something to get them on your list, and if you're just, you know, you got to have something of value so that they want to opt in. You know, that's a whole art and craft by itself, but something to think about. Along those same lines, then, what is, uh, what's the key, in your opinion, to uh, getting our emails opened? You know, there's, there's two things I, 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 I knew you wanted to ask this. There are just two things I really wanted to say about this. I mean, there's a whole book could just be written on this subject, yep. but, but one of the, the most important thing that anybody can do, and I certainly didn't make this up. I learned it from Dan Kennedy. I'm sure he learned it from someone else, but he's smart enough to take credit for it. And he calls it, you know, be a welcome guest. Be that person that people just want to hear from. Where, For example, when you get good enough at this, People are going to want to open your emails just because it's coming from you. The, the subject line for some people won't even matter. They're going mm. to open it because it's you that did it. So that's number one. And number two, this is going to probably anger some of the copywriters listening to this, but <laughs> you know, they need to take their medicine on this. Because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this like way too much. And email, you do not swipe emails. People will swipe, oh, I need the swipe file of email subject lines, or I want the swipe file of emails and I'm just going to swipe. That is like the worst thing you can do. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not saying you won't make money doing it, but it's kind of like, uh, I mentioned Ken McCarthy earlier with the jazz. He wrote in this book, he wrote once, he talked about jazz and he goes, jazz is very much like entrepreneurship. In jazz, there are no copycats. There are no knockoffs because you just don't last very long. You either bring something new to the table or nobody cares about you. And with emails, not only is that the case with email, if people start seeing you swiping other people, but it could come back to haunt you. And I'm going to give you a real life example of this. And you know, if the guy who I'm talking about is listening to this, just you now he knows I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still thinking about it. But it's for his own good. It's for everybody's own good to hear this. And uh, I'd written this email about the George Costanza School of Copywriting or something like that, or George Costanza School of Marketing, you know, about Seinfeld. And I was talking about that episode of Seinfeld where George decides just to do the opposite of what he would normally do. So, you know, he, does, he goes up to a beautiful girl in the restaurant. Yeah, right. I'm a bald, unemployed, you know, 
guy and with no prospects and yep. that's who I am. And all of a sudden she's like, Hey, you want to go out? And, you know, like, <laughs> his eyes are huge. What? It worked. <laughs> exactly. You know, he goes up to his, to the manager or the owner of the Yankees and, you know, tells him how stupid he is and hire this man, you know? Like, right. But anyway, I wrote an email about that and I, I don't remember the details of it exactly, but it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty good email. And this guy decided to swipe like almost word for word, the very, the story I told. Hmm. And, you know, he didn't know he was doing anything wrong. He thought, I mean, he, him and I talked after this and he's like, well, I, I disagree with you. I think he should be able to do this. Hmm. But what he didn't realize, and I told him this is the only reason I knew he sent that email is because a bunch of people on his list, told me about it and said, man, this guy's ripping you off. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes him look bad. So don't swipe. Be your own voice. And you're just having a conversation. I mean, if you were talking to your prospects, would you sit there and try to memorize what someone else told them before or just tell your own story? Yeah. It sounds like you're, you really are an advocate for style and voice and um, n- not in the sense of, you know, creating necessarily something. I mean, it's all in a sense, there is a sense of theater about all this, but, but to really just be yourself, like one thing I've noticed seems like the old school copywriters and ad people really were not afraid of that, that, that voice, that unique voice, whether it be humor, whether it be, you know, seriousness or a certain uh, something that they, that they infused in their ads, uh, just a very distinct voice. Whereas now seems like a lot of marketers online are just, you know, it's almost like a flat line in terms of how they write and in terms of the style in which they write. Well, I would agree with you completely. I mean, it, it it's my contention, and I say this, and people get mad at me when I say it, and it, it's nothing against anyone specific. It's just a reality. It's an, it's an observable fact, what I'm about to say. Most people really shouldn't even be in business. Because <laughs> <You know, laughs> like, they're, they're, really, they're really better off at a job taking orders you know, running analysis and taking orders from their superiors. And I, I mean, I'm, I do not mean that in a bad way. It's just yeah. the reality. I mean, you, people who are, who are really entrepreneurial or, you know, really want to have that, they don't, they do have their own unique voice and maybe they'll start out copying or whatever, but they'll, they'll soon get frustrated with doing that. And they'll want to do their own thing and carve out their own little place in the world. And they do. And I, I don't know what, the, I think the number is, only 3% of the world really is, you know, business owners, you know, there's really mm. not that. And, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm sure most of the people listening to this are, so this isn't, I'm certainly not lecturing anybody. I'm just saying, I think when you see that sort of flatlining, it's just people going through the motions, you know, this is what they were taught to do at their job. Just look around what everyone else is doing and do the same thing. Ben, thanks for coming over today, man. This is, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, and if, if folks want to get more of you, they can find you over at uh, bensettle.com. That's B-E-N-S-E-T-T-L-E.com, right? Yep. Everything's over there. And it's interesting too, because you, in your emails, you also place everything on uh, your blog over at bensettle.com. Oh, absolutely. I, and, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not against blogs or anything. I, I'm yeah. all for them. I think you should use them. It's a good way to build your list. Yeah, I uh, I encourage uh, anybody listening to this to head over there and uh, check out what what uh, what Ben's got. And thanks for listening, everybody. If you want more of this kind of talk and and uh, also a free twenty part course, by the way, on internet marketing for smart people, uh, just go ahead and drop your email address into the uh, mysteriously powerful black box at the top of the sidebar on copyblogger.com. Uh, you're going to get uh, hooked into a lot of good stuff, uh, including a very solid, basic education on marketing your business online. So Ben, 
thanks, man. And I hope to uh, talk to you again very soon about all this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Internet marketing for smart people. Radio. Weekly tips for building and marketing your profitable business online. From copyblogger.com. Thank you.